Hi, this is Julianne with Life Edit and Design, and welcome to this episode on how to intentionally incorporate rest into your life. Now, most of the times when we talk about rest, people think about it kind of on a daily basis, like how are you going to kind of transition from some maybe a high energy part of your day to, you know, kind of resting and getting to a wind down state at your day. And that's really um, a great topic. And that's something that maybe we'll talk about in a different episode. But in this episode, I really want to talk about how to intentionally incorporate rest into your life on a bigger scale, kind of like zoom back a little bit. And let's look at like, what, what is your life really like? I mean, we all have cycles, right? And so I want to go through this four step process that that says, you know, as part of our cycles, you know what's coming, how do we incorporate rest into those cycles so that we bring the best of us to them and that we can recover? And I kind of wanted to address this topic because I, I was at a point in life, I, as I'm recording this, it's middle of winter and, you know, I'm not, I'm struggling with the concept of rest, right? Like I know that this is a great season for rest and yet I'm not quite embracing it because I can't really wrap my head around it, right? I'm having a tough time saying like, is it okay to rest? What does rest look like? Shouldn't I be working out more? Shouldn't I be doing this? Shouldn't I be doing that? And it's because I really haven't taken that step back, that high level view. And so as I went through that and said, okay, what's really going on here? You know, what do I really want? And I kind of stepped back and looked at the high level view of the, the seasons of the year and kind of my work cycles. And I, I realized that I didn't have, I wasn't being intentional about my rest, right? I was just kind of saying I needed it because winter dictated I needed it, but I just wasn't like, I don't know. I was just like kind of taking a lot of the wrong energies into it and kind of beating myself up. Like, do you ever do that where you're like, I know I should rest, it's winter, I can scale back my workouts, but yet I'm still beating myself up because I'm not working as hard as I did in the summer. But yet at the same time, looking at that saying, well, you don't need to because it's winter. <laughs> like, if you get that where you're just like, you don't, you're kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't, you can't quite figure out where things go and how to fit. And so that's how I kind of came up with this four-step process of really looking at, all right, when do I want to rest? What does that look like? And giving myself permission that when I'm in that rest period to really have a rest period, right? To actually enjoy it instead of beating myself up because I'm not doing more. So I hope that this kind of helps you to, um, you know, so I just wanted to offer you a little bit of permission, a little bit of comfort and a little bit of a you know, framework to say, well, where does rest fit in my life on the big scale? So I'm not talking about during your day-to-day -day routines, but really looking at that bigger scale of how to incorporate rest and how to be very intentional about it so that when you're resting, you can actually enjoy it and not feel so much like, oh, I should be doing something else. So kind of four steps. And I created a little workbook. Um, if you're in my customer hub, you'll find the workbook there. And if not, you could just kind of write this out on paper. So first is looking for those cycles. Like how does your life kind of flow. And if you step back and really look at a calendar, maybe look at your past year's calendar, you'll start to see where those things are. So you may have um, a cycle that's very seasonal where you do certain things in the summer and you do certain things in the spring and in the fall. And so you, you kind of follow the calendar. That's kind of where I'm at now because I'm retired. Um, and I don't have a other things dictating my schedule, I can kind of flow with the seasons. Um, you may be very calendar uh, oriented, meaning that the quarters are really your driving force because maybe you have goals, deadlines, things that you have to hit by each quarter. This might be if you're in a work-driven business where you have to hit quotas. And so those quarters really kind of dictate your flow. 
Um, it may be a lifestyle type of cycle where you look at seasons, like especially if you have kids, like you see that, you know, September is really this huge, busy season um, when you're ramping up, you're getting the kids to school. They have very hectic schedules right through the holidays. And then there's a little bit of a lull and then it kind of picks up again through maybe the spring, but it really kind of winds down and summer is a completely different cycle for you. And then it repeats again with that fall. So you may be following more of a lifestyle or you may be following more of a, a workflow. Like when I was working, there was convention season, right? I knew when that was coming. I knew that, you know, we'd get through the holidays, things would be great. January would be kind of okay, but then it would really ramp up. February, March, leading into the April convention would just be insane. And then May would be a bit of a tail down and I could kind of take it a little easy over the summer. And then we'd fall back into the planning season again um, in September. So those were kind of the cycles that I went through and you could predict them. So look at your own calendar and see like what, what's dominating your cycle. Is it your family and kids? Is it work? It's a little bit of both. Like what are those really busy times? Like what, what does that cycle look like of busy versus a little less busy? Um, fortunately, some people's lives never kind of ramp down, but you have to have that. If you look at your schedule and you see that there is no cycle, it's just full on all the time. Well, then your body's going to make you sick, right? At some point you're going to break down and you're going to wind up on the couch feeling terrible because um, your body's going to require it. So let's be intentional instead and look for where you could put in these breaks in your cycle where you can't be going full bore all the time. You have to have some kind of cycle where you ramp down. So look at what's naturally in your cycle already. And if you don't see them, look at where you could start to incorporate them, start to be really intentional about that. So that's step one is just identifying those cycles. What happens when, what are busy seasons, what are seasons where you get to rest naturally? And then once you've kind of got those cycles, decide what do you need for a rest period? So let's look at maybe say the school year. So you know September's coming, you know things are gonna get busy. Um, what do you want before that September hits? So do you want a cycle that says, okay, before September hits, so then the end of August or maybe even middle of August because you know end of August is kind of that ramp up of buying supplies. Like what do you want to do for a pre-cycle? Like is there a pre-rest cycle so that you bring your best self going forward. Do you want to have, you know, maybe a few days, maybe a weekend, maybe a week? I, I don't know. What, what do you want to do before that cycle hits to get yourself in the best period? Do you like in the best um, shape? So do you want a pre-period of a few days, um, a week, whatever it is before that cycle starts? Is that something that's important to you? And then when that cycle's ending, like when there's a, a little break, whether it's, you know, the holidays where after kind of after the holiday frenzy, things start to ramp down a little bit and you have that January calm. Like, is that a point where you want to put another rest break? So do you want a pre-rest break and do you want a post-rest break? Look at those cycles and decide what, what makes sense. Like, do you really want to have kind of a ramp up time where you kind of resting and recharging so that you can bring your best self to it? And then do you need a ramp down time where it's, oh, I really need to rest and recharge because I gave it my all. So in my work cycle, when I was talking about the convention season, you know, I knew that September um, was a planning season, but it wasn't too stressful. But February was a really stressful and it was going to be full out stress. February, March, April were just going to be horrible. So to have a little bit of a January break to say, hey, we're just starting to get into it. Um, maybe a couple of days to just really reflect, recharge, um, kind of focus in on what I want to bring to the period ahead but how I could best take care of myself going into that period. So a few days, maybe at the beginning, and then I know at the end, it was like, forget it. I need two weeks of just getting back on my feet. 
like, especially as I got older, um, it was even harder to kind of recover from the convention season. So I definitely, you know, it was like two week period that I really needed to throw all routines out the window and just focus on resting and recharging. So look at those cycles and identify what, like, what's the pre-period, how long is it, when is it, and what's a post-period? What do you need at the end of a busy season to really rest and recover? Like how many days? So right now in this time frame we're, we're talking about, or in this step, we're talking about when and how long. So you've looked at your cycles in step one. Step two is when are those rest periods? Are they pre and post? And how long are they? And then for your third thing, your third step is to say, okay, well, what do I do in that rest cycle? Like what do I need? Like say if you're looking at the prep cycle, like kind of what do I need to bring for my best self? Like do I really need to, like a pampering session? Like for me before the convention, it would be like, all right, let's get a pedicure. Um, maybe let's do a little bit more meditating. Um, maybe get a fresh haircut. Like there was a couple of things that was like, okay, before I go into this really busy season, what's the best self I could bring? What are some of those self-care things that I could bring into my convention planning season? If you're looking at the school year and you know it's going to be hectic, do you want some me time? Do you say like, you know, my next three, four months are going to be dedicated strictly to the kids and the calendars. And maybe I need a weekend away. Maybe I need a girl's weekend prior to, um, starting the school year or, or maybe I just need me time. Maybe I just want two days where I just don't do anything for anybody but myself. Like, what is it? What do you want to do during those periods, the pre-period and then the post-period? Like, what do you have left in the tank? What do you need to do? How do you want to um, really rest in that time? And that's where I want you to think a little bit about maybe even the mental activities you do. So there's self-care. So what do you need to do to take care of yourself as you kind of recover, but there's also mental activities. Like, do you need to just completely change the things that you give your brain to work on? So if you're like my scheduling of the conventions, it was a lot of logistics, a lot of moving things around. Um, and then when it was kind of over, like I just needed to not look at calendars, numbers, <laughs> schedules. So for me doing something visual, like a puzzle, was like a jigsaw puzzle it was just so relaxing because it was i was using different parts of my brain it was, it was visual but it was like looking at a picture and looking at pretty things and looking at patterns but from a just a, a relaxed state and not so much like oh if i screw this up somebody's gonna you know have a uh, like a domino effect of if i don't get this right then this 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 and this will go wrong all that stress and then to switch it to doing something like a jigsaw puzzle where there's no stress. It's just looking for pretty pictures. It's looking at shapes of a piece. And so I'm using my eyes differently. I'm taking visual cues differently. And so for me, that was a different change in using my brain. Um, maybe you just want to switch to reading a book that's just kind of light and fun and it's not for educational purposes. Um, if you're running around with your kids during that busy season, maybe what you want to do is be a very, very um, stationary and, you know, looking at, um, you know, the landscape instead of running around looking at traffic maps and, so, you know, reading signs and figuring directions and schedules. Maybe you just need open spaces. You just need uninterrupted open vistas to look at. Like think about what does your brain need after the pattern that you have been doing? What's a nice switch? What's something that's going to help your brain to turn off? And for me, like reading a puzzle or <laughs> doing a puzzle and like I would listen to like some silly podcast or something that like, was just a total switch off for me. And that I needed to break that pattern of my brain trying to figure stuff out to being more relaxed and um, having no objective, no goal. 
um, physical. Another thing to look at is like, how do you want to your workouts to change? So if you're going into a prep period, like if you're getting ready for busy season, do you need just a couple of days where you don't do anything so that your body is recovered, rested, full of energy for what's ahead? And then when it's over, like what are the more restorative workouts that you want to do? So maybe during your busy season, you made sure that you stayed full energy and you're doing a lot of strength, maybe a lot of tougher workouts just to keep your energy up. But when you're in this rest period, think of things that are more restorative. Think of yoga, think of walking, think of stretching, uh, think of doing nothing if that's what you want. But really think about that restoration. Like what does your body need to restore, to recover? Because you've just gone through a marathon of activity. What are the things that will help your body kind of reset and rebuild, repair, really that whole restorative thought. And yoga is great for that, but even just going out for walks, you know, if your season ends and it's January, what is the the best thing for you? Is, is getting outside because you've been cooped up really good and really beneficial? Or even, you know, walking through an indoor place, like some people do walking in malls. Uh, I was just at the casino the other day uh, for my parents, not for me. I, I'm not a gambler, but, um, I'm just sitting in the coffee shop and there was another guy there and he just started chatting with me. He goes, yeah, all winter long. I just come to the casino and I walk because there's miles and miles I can walk inside. I don't gamble. I don't do anything like that, but it's, it's clean. It's safe. Uh, it's warm. And he has his coffee and he walks through the, the casino. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so think about you know, what can you do? What could, uh, what can you do physically for your body that will allow it to recharge? And what I want you to be thinking as well is, you know, Lisa, especially this is for me, um, is look at that calendar and say, hey, I decided I needed a two-week recovery period. So during those two weeks, you have permission, you've given yourself permission not to do those heavy workouts that you were doing before and to take a total break and to enjoy that break and to be conscious that you're doing this break for a reason. This is because you can't just go all the time. So you need that switch up in your your physical activity, your switch up in your mental activity, your switch up in your self-care. These are all restorative so that you can come back and be ready for the next cycle, whatever that's going to be. Um, another thing I even look at is your meal planning. Like during this restorative period, do you want your meals to be simpler? Do you want more grab and goes? Do you want to just order out more? Do you want to have somebody else cook? Or the flip side of that is, is cooking something that restores you. Like, do you want to give yourself more time to cook a really nice meal? Like, is that something like I have a friend who for her cooking is therapeutic. And so giving herself time, not being rushed, just saying, Hey, during this, this period of recovery, I'm going to cook a couple of really good meals. And then, you know, I'll have a couple of days of leftovers. Then I'll cook another really nice meal. And for her, that's very nurturing, very restorative, very soothing. For me, that's not. <laughs> But for her it is. So if you're that type of person, you know, figure out which kind of person are you? Do you want your meals to be easier, more accessible, or somebody else to do it? Or do you want to use that as something that's very soothing and restorative to you? That's totally up to you, right? This is this is what's your rest period. Even looking at hobbies, like are hobbies things that make you stressed out or are they things that help you restore? Do you maybe only do some hobbies during your restoration period? So the rest of your life is busy, but you know that you have something to look forward to, like during my restoring, my break time, this is when I really get to do some scrapbooking that's just for fun. Or I really get to take my camera out and I just go outside and I, you know, I have no purpose for these pictures other than to feel good, to experience nature and to play with my camera. 
Um, and that's great, you know, exploring, taking in the world, uh, using a hobby that helps you with that. Maybe you take your journal and maybe you only do some intense journaling during your restoration periods and you're just outside and you're just writing down what you're seeing. You're writing down about nature. Um, you're writing about the birds you're hearing and the sun, the leaves and all of those things. You want to just take time to really find the things that nourish your soul and help you break from the routine, realize that you're in this relaxation period and that you're restoring. So you're looking at physical, you're looking at mental, you're looking at tactile, um, whatever it takes to really give yourself that break. So step one was looking for the cycles. Step two was deciding if you want uh, a pre-period and a post-period and how long each of those are going to be, how long are those rest breaks before and after your cycles. And then the third thing is what are you going to do during those rest periods? What makes the most sense for that rest time? What do you think your energy is going to be like? What do you think your your mind and your body is going to need during those rest periods? So you're going to make a list of all those things. And again, I have a, a worksheet for you if you, in the customer hub, if you are in, the, if you're a member of that. And then the fourth step is to observe and record, and that's to figure out, you know, what are your energy levels like before, during, and after your rest periods. So if you've got a pre-period, um, you might be looking at, okay, I have a three-day rest period. How am I feeling going into it? How am I feeling during it? How am I feeling after it? Do I feel ready to take on the challenge of the cycle ahead? And then when you're coming off that cycle, when you're into your rest after a very busy season, then the question is, you know, how are, how am I feeling going into this rest period? Am I completely burnt out? And there's no judgment here. I mean, rest is here for a reason. Rest is to help you restore and recharge uh, and repair. So going into a season of rest after a busy season, it's okay to feel completely burned out. That's, that's just shows you what this rest is needed for. Um, so don't really be looking at judging yourself as you go into in and out of each of these rest periods. It's, you know, is the rest period working? That's what we're looking for. So you're going to track your moods, you're going to track your energy, whichever you prefer or both, and just be in, keep it simple. Don't make this complicated. Like is my energy low, medium, high is my mood, happy, sad, stressed, you know, whatever those words are for you. And, you know, just keep to a couple of terms so that you can kind of see what you're looking for is the trends and the impact. So you want to look at, you know, how is your mood moving throughout and then what are you doing and what is the impact of those things? So if you're doing some self-care, um, maybe some pampering, if you're getting a pedicure, you know, what is your mood before, during, and after the pedicure? Did it have any impact on you? Do you feel happy looking at your toes? Make, you know, make notes for me, like looking down at my toes and having them be, um, polished correctly and not chipped is like, I like that. And is the color quirky is a color fun for me. Uh, right now I have this kind of a sky blue, ice blue, color on my toes and it just makes me happy to look at them. Um, if you're doing yoga and you like to look down at your toes during yoga and see you know, the color of your polish, what is the impact? Does the pedicure have an impact? Does yoga have an impact? Does going for a walk have an impact? And is it positive or negative? Are you actually relaxing into it? You might see like a trend that says, you know, if you were doing a two week wind down period and you started your walks at the beginning and you found that you were just kind of stressed and distracted. And then at the end of the two week period, you found that your walks, you were actually present. You were actually looking around, you were actually enjoying the sun. You were actually breathing better. Like you're actually, you know, moving just a little bit slower because you weren't, you'd finally kind of kicked that high stress, high cortisol period. You know, look at that. That's what you're looking for. So the observation and record of step four is really looking at, is what you're doing working? Is it having an impact? Are you enjoying your rest? Are you actually resting? <laughs> or are you just making yourself stressed out because you think you should be doing something else? Um, which is kind of what I've 
I'm learning is just you know to take those rests and to actually say that there's a por- a purpose to this rest and that I do have a, a start and an end to it. So it's not like this, I'm not giving up on myself. I'm not giving up on my workout routines. I'm saying I need restoration during this period. This is how long it is. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm giving myself permission not to do. And then seeing that impact and then make your notes. So as you look at what's going on and you're kind of deciding, okay, you know, this really made sense. And this is something I want to incorporate into the next time I do a rest period. And maybe these things didn't work, or maybe I didn't give myself enough time. Maybe I needed four or five days and I only gave myself two. Um, Maybe I gave myself two weeks and I really needed three. You know, that's what you're trying to get from this. The observe and record is to see how you can um, make things better for your next rest period. What do you want to bring forward? What do you want to try differently? all of that, you're kind of learning. So if you've done the life edit and review process, this is that uh, review and edit part of the process of saying, well, what's working, what's not working? What do I want to do differently next time? And then after you've kind of gone through a cycle of pre you know, rest, kind of getting yourself ready, then going through that busy season, then coming out the other end and having your rest period, you're going to learn a lot more and start to say, okay, when is my next cycle? What do I want to do for that? How am I going to take what I've learned from this cycle and bring it into my next cycle? And then you might say, well, how many cycles do I need in a year? Right. So then you might start saying, Whoa, wow, I can really kind of make this be different. Like you might say, okay, I'm doing, I got a big project. Maybe um, like I volunteer for the library and we have a big book sale. So it's not a huge cycle, but the book sale is one week. So it might be like, okay, two days before the book cycle, I really want to do this, this, and this. And then when the book sale is over, I really need just you know, a week of not going into the library, not see, not looking at books, not sorting, not standing, or my body's really going to need to relax because I've been on my feet for a week straight. You know, those are the kind of things you can start to see all these mini cycles throughout your year that um, you can also incorporate and use this, this um, intentionality about having that rest and restoration period. So I hope that this is a helpful episode for you. And I want, this is part of being intentional. So sometimes when we look at intentional living, it's just too big. There's too many things and you don't know quite how to do it. So this is taking one little aspect and that's the incorporating rest and taking that one little aspect and being intentional about that. And that will help you be intentional about other areas of your life. But right now, I just, this is what I needed. I am in that season of uh, winter and not really sure kind of what I want to do. And it's for me giving this some framework, putting some tools around it and putting some intentionality around it says, okay, this is what I want to do. And this helps me see where I want to ramp up my cycles, what and when I want to get busier. So I want to make sure I have enough rest so that I can do the busier spring and summer ahead that are really a lot of fun, but I need to take that winter time to do a little bit of rest. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, Again, the workbook is in the customer hub if you are one of our members. And if you're not, um, the way to get into the customer hub is actually to have just purchased a product from the Etsy shop or from my website. And the customer hub comes with that. So I hope you have an awesome day. I hope this was helpful for you. And I will talk to you next time. Take care.